Today, Rinpoche gave a very clear explanation of how the six perfections provide the gateway to enlightenment and the best summary of all of the bodhisattva deeds and practices. You know? Sumala sum. Mm hmm. Sumala sum. Kalalabi shidang. Kalalabi shidang. Okay. Kalalaba. No, Juju. Sajata love is in Bas. I just want to. That tombo. Sabala love is yet the road tombo there. See you at Tai John's. Pashin to the Chidon, your movie or the Duna. She don't do this. She Okay, so once again, we're looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, specifically the section in training the mind in the stage of the path for beings of great capacity. Uh, and then specifically, um, that section, uh, we're dealing with the bodhisattva vows um, and, and so forth. Uh, so that's the general section we're in. Uh, so if you, uh, around page 102 is where, uh, the, um, 103, uh, we can look. Um, so uh, we are going to start, it, it's number three, how to train after taking the vows. Um, so... Um, is there a way, do we need it that loud? My voice is plenty loud for the room, as long as it'll pick it up on the mic. What's I see, okay, it's, it's yeah, perfect. They, when they put the speakers together, they make it too loud. I see, I see, okay. Um, okay, so um, category number three, so in uh, Tibetan we're on page 357, English page 103, how to train after taking the vows. <laughs> so there are three categories what the precepts are based upon, how all the precepts are included in the six perfections, and the process of learning the six perfections. Uh, so these are the three categories. Uh, so what the precepts are based on. So, um, so there are limitless clear categorizations, but if you arrange the bodhisattva precepts by type, you can include them all within the six perfections. The six perfections are thus the great condensation of all the key points of the bodhisattva path. The four ways to gather disciples, generosity, pleasant speech, working at aims, and consistent behavior. This in the parentheses is not in the Tibetan, just so everyone knows that. That's an addition commentary. Are also included within these six perfections as follows. Rimache chu kabarkasa. Do 
says that there are limitless clear categorizations, but if you arrange the bodhisattva precepts by type, you can include them all within the six perfections. So it's saying that all the activities uh, of the bodhisattva um, precepts can be uh, summarized into the six perfections. Um, so it's saying that the six perfections are really a summary of the bodhisattva path. Um, so are the key points, or just a summary of the pith of the bodhisattva path. Um, and it, it says, so when one works on these six perfections, then uh, he or she is a qualified person to then help others, um, to learn them and practice them, etc. And so it says the four ways to gather disciples, uh, generosity, pleasant speak, working at aims, and consistently consistency of behavior are included within these six perfections as follows. So here's an example of another subject within the great vehicle path called the four ways of gathering disciples. Um, uh, so this is uh, how a teacher basically acts and reacts with students. Um, and so it's showing how the six perfections are even included within these four um, um, acts of gathering disciples. Uh, so um, generosity, pleasant speech, working at the aims, and consistency of behavior. So then it begins to explain it. Are also included within these six perfections as follows. The generosity, that generosity is included is obvious. Uh, pleasant speech is giving instruction to disciples, taking the six perfections as the point of departure, working at the aims. Okay, so it's this is connected. Generosity Pleasant speech is giving instructions to disciples, taking the six perfections as the point of de departure. Um, so it's the explanation, uh, um, the six perfections being the basis. And then working at the aims is establishing others in the aims of these instructions. But in order to establish someone else in the aims of the instructions, one has to practice those instructions, him or herself. So that's why it says, and consistency of behavior is practicing as the disciple does. So those things that the teacher is asking of the, the student in terms of uh, 
the practices, um, the, the teacher also has to follow uh, in order to be a relevant or a um, uh, qualified um, uh, person to guide that student. Uh, so in order for a teacher to be qualified to guide the student in these spiritual topics, he or she must train in them him or herself. It can't, uh, so uh, this is the, the point. Um, so this is how one would utilize the six perfections as a starting point uh, in terms of the four ways of gathering disciples. Um, so um, these are, generosity is clear because it's one of the six perfections. So when we look at what the six perfections are, we have generosity, ethics, patience, effort, concentration, and wisdom. So these are the six perfections. Uh, so it says that generosity is included is obvious. So generosity is the first of the four ways of gathering disciples. It's obvious because generosity is one of the six perfections. So, and then the other three are explained in the context of the six perfections. Uh, so the pleasant speech, uh, pleasantly speaking of the six perfections, working at the aims, the aims of the disciples are one, the same as one's own aims, and that is achieved through the practice of the six perfections. So it shows how these six perfections really encompass all the key points of the Bodhisattva path and then gives an example of how that is. Diksang Rinpoche. <laughs> So it's just like if you wanted to teach someone else English, wouldn't you need to yourself know English? So it's the same. So in order to instruct, you have uh, instruct on practice. One has to be practicing themselves. Just like if you want to uh, um, explain English, how to speak English, one has to speak English. Dixonche. <coughs> Although it is true that the entire Bodhisattva path is also consumed under other condensations, uh, such as the two collections, the three trainings, 
ethical discipline, meditative concentration, and wisdom, and so forth, these are not able to produce the understanding that the six perfections do. So the six perfections are the best uh, inclusive set. Um, so here, it's saying that there are other ways that um, you can find these things uh, categorized in, in terms of the, the bodhisattva uh, path. Um, you, could, you could look at, um, so I just was double checking. So once again, um, where we see three trainings and then we have parentheses, that is not in the Tibetan text either. Um, just as a translator's note, uh, at times the translation committee um, adds commentary into the root text to explain what the words mean, um, but the explanation isn't in the Tibetan text. It would require, for a Tibetan, a teacher to explain it. Um, so um, so the, a lot of times there's additions, um, and the Tibetans never would put an addition uh, to uh, anything, that, like when they translate from Sanskrit, they wouldn't put an addition. It's always literally translated and left alone. Uh, so just as an aside, um, so Rinpoche explains the three, what the three higher trainings are. He just said they're ethical, discipline, meditative, concentration, and wisdom. Um, and then also what the two collections are. So the two collections are referring to the collection of exalted wisdom and the collection of merit. Um, so these collections, uh, so it's saying that when we look at um, the Bodhisattva path itself, uh, we could see the Bodhisattva path um, um, in its entirety uh, within the, the, um, th the two collections um, and the three highest higher trainings. Um, but those do not produce the level of understanding that the six perfections do uh, relative to the bodhisattva path. So it's saying one can understand this by these other means, but they, these other means in no way make it as easy or as clear for the student to understand uh, the bodhisattva path. Um, so uh, the two collections, uh, let me just make sure. Okay, so um, just in summary, when wanting to learn the Bodhisattva path uh, and, and wanting to learn it uh, from a subject that has an all, is all-inclusive, that's not missing anything, the best or um, easiest way, I don't want to say easy, but uh, it's, it's kind of inferred that it's like the easiest way to produce understanding would be through this understanding the six perfections. Um, uh, not the only way to understand, but the easiest, um, most, uh, yeah, the easiest way to understand it. Diso. Don't 
Okay, so now we go to number two. Uh, it says B here, page 104. Um, if we go back, remember there were three categories. What are the precepts? What the precepts are based upon? Uh, so we just went through that. Uh, category number two, how all the precepts are included in the six perfections. Uh, and then three, the process of learning the perfections. So we now are at how all the precepts are included in the six perfections. Um, and then there are two categories uh, under that major heading. So the first category is a discussion of the main topic, the fixed number of perfections, and the second category, an ancillary discussion of the fixed order of the perfections. Uh, so these are the uh, two categories under the main heading, and then we begin with the first category, which is a discussion of the main topic, the fixed number of perfections. So uh, the meaning of the fixed number of perfections is that it, when we look at the various texts and so forth, we don't find a different number of perfections um, in, in terms of this presentation. Um, uh, so these six perfections are six for a specific reason. There aren't more or less of them um, so that this particular section discusses uh, why we know that the definite number is six. And then the second category is how we know that the definite order is the order that they are presented in. So they are presented in the order of generosity, ethics, patience, effort, concentration, wisdom. Uh, so um, not only is it pointed out that there are a specific number of perfections, but it's also pointed out um, that the order of the perfections is done in a specific way. Uh, so these are the um, uh, two points that will be made, and it begins with the discussion of the main topic, the fixed number of perfections. So um, it says, the Bhagavan uh, formulated a bare outline of the six perfections, and the holy regent, Maitreya, again, not in the Tibetan. It just says the holy regent produced certain knowledge of these by explicating in accord with the Buddha's intended meaning of the key points of the rationale for formulating the perfections in that fashion. These explanations show that there are a fixed number of perfections. 
When you are convinced of this and astonished by it, you will understand the practice of the six perfections as the supreme instruction. So obtain such conviction. Rinpoche, Garishane Sansan Parshin Ju. I lay the Parshin Ju, Parshin Ju, Jeba. Parshin Duna Lobosun. The Lendis and the Shindu. The late Jeba Jena Parshin Ju. I see. So I was just asking Rimache that so you see this, the ten perfections at times. Uh, and he, Rimache said that the, if you were to look at the. Um, the Buddhist teachings, and you were to look at it in terms of how to understand them, you could say they're summarized in the sm in the most subtle fashion in the three highest higher trainings. Um, and then you would say that then the next level medium, medium uh, kind of um, explanation would be the six perfections. And then the ten perfections are merely just a more expanded explanation of the six. Um, so that's when you see the ten perfections, um, it's not saying that the six, um, when we look at this order as definite, it's definite specific to those six perfections. Um, so just to make clarity, because you will hear ten perfections, and that isn't invalidating that this, this section, that's a different cat topic altogether. Um, so um, e even though it's connected to the six perfections in that it's expansion of them, uh, it's a different topic. Um, so it's not another way of looking at the perfections. Um, it's, it's not a, an arguing way of looking at the perfections, saying, well, are there ten or are there six? That never comes into the argument because they're separate categories. One is just an expansion of the other. Um, so it's just I'm, uh, anytime I ask a question, I always translate the answer and what I asked. Okay, two chain or Lesser. <laughs> Okay, so <coughs> in order to become a Buddha, it's necessary to have the two collections, the collection of exalted wisdom and the collection of merit. Uh, so the collection of merit uh, is bodhicitta, compa great compassion, uh, um, uh, love through the force of attraction, these sorts of things are uh, um, all categorically under uh, the collection of merit. 
Um, and just as an aside, I that just so anyone's new, love through the force of attraction is like a magnet attraction. Like you have love for sentient beings, like a magnet is attracted to metal. It is an attraction in the other sense. So I just don't want to misuse words or confuse people with words. So the practices of love, the practices of compassion, uh, these things all categorically fall under the collection of merit. And the collection of exalted wisdom is... Uh, um, just that wisdom uh, uh, the understanding of emptiness and so forth uh, so these two collections are necessary because they produce separate parts of the Buddha so the collection of merit which is compassion and so forth and bodhicitta produces the form body of the Buddha so the form body has two categories, the Sambhokaya and the, nir the Nirmanakaya, the enjoyment body and the emanation body. Um, so the form body, which is the Robokaya, has these two, uh, emanation body and enjoyment body. And it is the collection of merit that creates that part of the Buddha, or those parts of the Buddha. The collection of exalted wisdom creates the truth body of the Buddha. So the truth body being the two bodies of the nature truth body, uh, and the so the So and when we look at the two categories of truth body, we have the um, wisdom truth body and the nature truth body. Um, so we have these these two categories of truth body. So the um, nature um, the wisdom truth body um, is the uh, the yeshi uh, the um, the wisdom truth body is the omniscience, and the nature truth body is the cessation of suffering. Um, so these are the two truth bodies of the Buddha. So these parts make up a Buddha. So the emanation body, the enjoyment body, uh, and then the wisdom body and the nature body. Uh, so the the Dharmakaya is and the um, so the truth body and its two categories um, and the form body and its two categories. Uh, so the truth body is created by the collection of, in, is created in dependence upon the collection of exalted wisdom and the um, form body is created in dependence upon the collection of merit. Uh, so this is how the bodies, various bodies of the Buddha are created so therefore, it's necessary to have both collections because these bodies are the parts of the Buddha that make up the whole Buddha. Um, so when we say emanation body and enjoyment body, these are all one Buddha who is able to emanate as all of these different things simultaneously. Uh, so these aren't possibilities. These are simultaneous abi simultaneously abiding. Um, uh, so that's why it's called a non-abiding nirvana as a translator's note because the Buddha is emanating 
in all of these different areas. Uh, so the, the truth body and the foreign body created in dependence upon the um, collection of exalted wisdom and collection of merit. Um, and this is why it's necessary to have these collections in order to be a Buddha because they create the parts of the Buddha that make for a whole Buddha. With any missing part, that being he or she is not a Buddha if any of the parts are missing. Diksa. What then Roger to got some law? So all, okay. so all beings in all six realms of cyclic existence uh, have the ability to have these bodies. All beings in the, the six realms of samsara or cyclic existence can have a, um, ex exalt, um, a truth body uh, and a form body. Because all sentient beings in the six realms of cyclic existence have Buddha potential or Buddha nature, Buddha lineage. What the Sanjay and Nebadakar, not Sanjay Samal, Eji Sheba Yoro, Eji Sheba, Eji Sheba de la Chutanji Shag Nebadan, Deba Tanji Tag Nebayoris. Lesser. So what is, uh, what is this potential? What is able, um, when we say Buddha potential, um, or uh, Buddha, it's usually translated as Buddha nature, um, but that's a little bit misleading. Um, it's more a Buddha potential we all have. Um, that's a better translation. And what is this potential? This, it is the mental consciousness that we all possess. This mental consciousness has the ability to understand all phenomena and also has the ability to get rid of all misdeeds. Therefore, the ability or potential for Buddhahood is there because these things can happen, because the mind can become omniscient, because the mind can get rid of all its negativities. All sentient beings have this ability so that's why it said all sentient beings have Buddha nature or Buddha potential. What does what does happen to us? So if we can think about this, it's it's very good. These are things to think about. ลาบิชุติจิลาบาลาบิเตงเจิลาบาลาบิเชโรจิลาบาสุนติจาวูเรสลาบิชุติจิลาบาสลาบิเตงเจิลาบาเตตุนิลามิเบเตงเจิลา
the reason for this is that first, the highest, the higher training in ethics, um, which is uncommon. So we can say there are three higher trainings that are common to Buddhists and non-Buddhists. Buddhists and non-Buddhists both have ethics, concentration, and wisdom. But what makes it a highest higher training, what separates the Buddhist training from non-Buddhist is that the higher training in ethics is coupled with renunciation. So this higher training in ethics has with it a desire to definitely get out or emerge. Uh, the higher training in concentration has as its object of observation emptiness, which is uncommon. Non-Buddhist traditions do not have this renunciation in the, the way that is explained in Buddhism, this desire to emerge from cyclic existence. Uh, Non-Buddhists don't have as their object of observation of their concentration emptiness. And when it we comes to wisdom, this is the wisdom realizing emptiness, which is also uncommon. So these three um, things that qualify it as a Buddhist higher training make it so that we labeled it highest higher training because of the connections each of the trainings has uh, to either renunciation or emptiness. Uh, so these are the how we would explain the three high, higher trainings and the uh, and why we say highest higher trainings um, when we are talking about Buddhism. But you won't always see highest higher. It's inferred within it if it's talking about a Buddhist higher training. So the non-Buddhist schools do have the ability to achieve clairvoyance. They have the ability uh, to achieve the um, various levels of understanding and mad and ability to create magical powers, um, but uh, do not. Um, uh, um, and oh, I'm sorry. I, I, let me. So they have the ability to achieve clairvoyance, have the ability to uh, achieve um, these magical powers. But when in terms of renunciation, in terms of a desire to get out, we look at there are three different types of suffering. The suffering of suffering, the suffering of change, and pervasive compounded suffering. The non-Buddhist traditions have renunciation or desire to emerge from the suffering of suffering, they have a desire to emerge from the suffering of change, but the pervasive compounded suffering, which is a suffering which is being propelled again and again into the various realms, of, uh, including the form and formless realms, um, this pervasive compounded suffering and the desire to emerge from that and achieve liberation is not found uh, in the renunciation of the non-Buddhist traditions. So their desire to get away from the, um, the 
sufferings, but there isn't this, at the suffering of suffering and suffering of change, there's more coarse sufferings, but the subtle suffering of this pervasive compounded suffering uh, and the renunciation related to that is not found in the non-Buddhist uh, tradition. Okay, then the the dead school, the Gangesen and Ama Chu dead slapson. Okay, so um, now we're um, a discussion of the. Okay, so let me just go back. I want to make sure. Um, so what the precepts are based upon is the first category, um, and then the second category is how all the precepts are included in the six perfections, uh, and then we have the two. 
the fixed number, and then the fixed order. Uh, so these are the two. So we begin with the uh, a discussion of the main topic, the fixed number of perfections. So Rinpoche said, um, I'd, I'd have to look through the Tibetan, but in here, in the Tibetan, he's saying that um, these points are made um, based on 358, based on the two texts of the, um, uh, one by Lord Matreya, uh, um, it says the Holy Lord Maitreya is uh, Dodajen, which is the um, Mahayana Sutra Alamkara, the ornament uh, for the Mahayana Sutras. And also a text which I think is called uh, Freedom Emergence, something of this nature by Senge, Zank, Senge Zampo. Har, by Senge Zampo is Hari Hivaja? Hari Hari Bhadra? Rebe, Senge Zampo is, I'm trying to think who Senge is. Is Hari Bhadra, no? I think, yeah. Okay, I, I'll look it up. I'll, I'll check for everyone. Um, so uh, this is the, where the subject matter is coming from, uh, these, these two. Um, and so it says, the Bhagavan formulated a bare outline of the six perfections. I'm just rereading this. And the holy regent Maitreya produced certain knowledge of these by explicating in accord with the Buddha's intended meaning the key points of the rationale for formulating the perfections in that fashion. These explanations show that there is a fixed number of perfections. When you are convinced of this and astonished by it, you will understand the practice of the six perfection as the supreme instruction, so obtain such conviction. The discussion of the main topic the fixed number of perfections has six parts. Um, so uh, here it's saying that there are six different categories. The fixed number of perfections based on high status. Uh, so here, um, in order for one to achieve um, high status uh, in the gods and the humans, uh, and to have various qualities while abiding there, uh, it's necessary to practice the six perfections. Um, it's not only um, necessary uh, um, in order to achieve the uh, complete Buddhahood, uh, it's necessary um, in order uh, to achieve the higher realms. And we see in Nagarjuna's um, chapter, on, I think it's on high status and definite goodness, in the uh, um, Precious Garland, uh, where it explains um, how all of these things are connected. Um, so it says uh, through um, giving, uh, so it begins uh, uh, with, with um, generosity. Uh, it says through uh, generosity, one will have enjoyments. Um, uh, so Jimby Long Shu. So through, through generosity, uh, one will have enjoyments, um, things to use and so forth. Uh, then it says through um, ethics, one will have happiness. Um, so through ethical behavior, uh, one will have happiness. And then it says from, um, um, uh, from patience, uh, one will have uh, beauty or a, a, uh, will, will, be, will be beautiful. Um, and through effort, uh, one will have um, presence or will have uh, charisma. <coughs> Sometimes it's translated as charisma. Um, so, uh, through uh, effort, the, the 
perfection of effort. So we're talking about the six perfections. So through effort, uh, one will have presence or will have um, charisma. Um, through concentration, uh, one will have peace of mind. Uh, um, and uh, through uh, wisdom, uh, one will be able to uh, be liberated. One will be able to um, quickly be able to um, understand how to be liberated. I'm trying to find the exact quote. Um, it's um, that's it. It may break if I find it. I can tell you exactly where it is in this text. Um, okay, need something deep. So when we speak of this high status and we speak of we can see humans uh, in terms of what we can actually believe. Um, as far as gods, this isn't something that we can necessarily see. So, is, are there gods? Aren't there gods? Uh, this is something that would be interesting uh, to ask of a scientist if they could give us a definite answer. Uh, ask the scientific community if there are these higher beings or not. So in Buddhism, there are many, many different kinds of uh, gods. Uh, so there are gods that are bound to the desire realm. Uh, there are gods in the uh, um, other realms. There are, um, we would also say, um, Buddha gods. Um, and not to be confused um, with the word God that we normally would connect to. Um, uh, so Buddha gods. Um, so a lot of times, just as a translator's note, when you see the deities um, in, in all of their splendor with the forearms or etc., that would be considered a Buddha god, um, a manifestation. Uh, sometimes someone can someone consider that a Buddha god. Um, so just to give you an example. <laughs> So they say that the um, okay uh, uh, when that the there are gods that are constantly fighting wars and that some fall from their realms and end up in the sok dang the river dang gare uh, in the mountains in our rivers so that, that we have. Uh, it says in text that there are gods that are in the mountains and then in our rivers that have somehow, um, this is not my area of expertise at all, have somehow fallen uh, 
because of this war and there's in our realm now. They consult Zinja, then they consult Zangatsu Zambali. Less so. And then Lato Chua to the Lachmot Mabu, the male of the Valmati. Okay, the Data Lasa. Okay, I said it right. Yeah. What Dangasu Lats and Dangasumi home to us, Matsumi home to us. Tayang Asum Tony in the Messenger and Nangasu Nanjunta to the Mel Lapiandos. So there are, though, some signs that we can show. Um, for instance, the Neijung Oracle, um, we have as an example, if we were to say, okay, uh, has anyone ever seen a god? Can we give an example of how we it's provable now in modern day? Uh, we can look to perhaps the Neijung Oracle. Um, anyone who doesn't know what this is, um, just quickly, there's a, uh, a human. Um, there is in India now, I believe, or was. Um, and uh, he uh, takes on the Neijung deity, enters him. And then the Neijung deity actually speaks through him. Um, he speaks in this very strange language makes very strange mannerisms. Um, if anybody's seen the movie Kundun uh, by Scorsese, that part with a gentleman is yelling and has the big head ornament on, that's the Neijung Oracle. So basically, a ritual takes place. Um, uh, uh, this deity, Neijung, who is uh, one of the protectors of the Tibetan government, comes into this body, and then advice, all kinds of advice is given. And... Um, just as a translator's, Rinpoche has said all this, as a translator's note, this is how the Dalai Lama got out of Tibet. The Neijung Oracle gave him the map out. Um, so, um, and there's many, many, many examples like that, that this, that there's an interpreter, because the Neijung Oracle doesn't speak in normal language, there's an interpreter uh, that interprets it somehow, um, again, not an area of my expertise, um, and this is how the Dalai Lama gets, um, asks him if he has some important questions he's not sure of, uh, he will ask. Um, so Rinpoche is saying that this is a possible sign. He's not stating it as 100% fact. He's saying that if we're looking for what is a sign of proof, this is one such sign. Uh, gods have a great amount of ability. So, for the Dalai Lama, Rinpoche is just reiterating the Dalai Lama to get uh, to Norbalinka from to get to you know to leave Tibet and to, to be able to know how to get out safely um, um, was astonishing to see that this the Neijung Oracle is the one who drew this map and that and uh, at the stories you hear that they were right next to the Chinese army at times um, and they got out safely. So we, here's an example we can use. Sir, 
Okay. Um, okay, so uh, the way the Tibetan reads is the one, then it explains it to, there isn't a body of, of divisions. Uh, so I, I um, said, why didn't you read all the other divisions? And it's not written that way in the Tibetan. So, uh, so we'll just do it one by one. Uh, so the discussion of the main topic. So there's a main topic. Uh, and then there's the ancillary topic. The main topic is the fixed uh, number of perfections. And then as an ancillary discussion, we have um, the um, aside of the order. Um, so the number, actual number is the first main topic. And the aside is the order. Um, so and I believe, um, I will check, but I believe that it is the Maitreya's explanation of the main, the main topic uh, we find explained by Lord Maitreya, but I'll check into that. Uh, so the first category uh, is the fixed number of perfections based on high status. So fixed number of perfections based on high status. To fully complete the greatly effective bodhisattva deeds, uh, you need an immeasurably long succession of lifetimes. Moreover, to attain quick success on the path within these lifetimes, you need a life excellent in every aspect. 
Our present life is not excellent in every aspect, but rather has only some of the aspects of full excellence. We, we do not make progress with it, though we practice the teachings. And then, it'll, then it goes on to say the kind of life uh, needed. Uh, so, um, so here it says, to fully complete the greatly effective bodhisattva deeds. So in order to go through all of the various necessities, the bodhisattva has to achieve, uh, if we look at what Buddha, Lord Buddha had to do, Lord Buddha um, achieved bodhicitta, and then created merit for three countless eons uh, in order to become enlightened. Uh, one has to go through all of the five paths, uh, path of accumulation, path of preparation, path of seeing, path of meditation, and path of no more learning. One has to go through the ten bodhisattva grounds. Uh, so all of these things are necessary to become a Buddha. And it says... You need an immeasurably long succession of lifetimes. So it's just showing that you need an extremely long amount of time uh, to be able to do this. This isn't something that just happens easily without any kind of study quickly. And it says, moreover, to attain com com quick success on the path within these lifetimes, you need a life excellent in every aspect. So it's saying that the present life... Um, uh, isn't excellent in every aspect, but we have these imprints um, that allow us to practice as much as we can and make progress in this lifetime so that we will at some point have all of this, the excellences, all of the, all of the qualities of excellence. Um, so even though we don't have them all now, uh, we gradually will. will. Um, so we need to um, practice now in order to have that. Okay, so we'll take a short break um, and we will be right back. Um, and in before. Okay. Okay. So then it says, you need a life that has four kinds of excellence. So we're going back to, um, it said that um, our life has only aspects of excellence. Um, we need a life that has all of it. Um, so now it's going to say, you need a life that has four kinds of excellence. First, resources to use, uh, the result of the perfection of generosity. Number two, a body with which you act, uh, the result of the perfection of ethical discipline. Number three, companions together with whom you act, the result of the perfection of patience. Number four, work that you are able to accomplish once undertaken, the result of the perfection of joyous perseverance. Okay. 
Ama sen gidişiyor bir kurdans ko. Kosa'da sırdur neydi bu var be? Lesa. Kodan, leci, tan, zamba, nan, rubi, pensun soba. O dejedi, pensun soba yumba yine, anı sancı kumantı koyun. Pentu çöpü yumba yine, So these will all be beneficial for one uh, becoming a Buddha. Um, so all of these uh, serve as this basis for becoming a Buddha. Okay. 
Um, so this part's very important, Rinpoche is saying. So we going back, you need a life of the four kinds of excellence. And it's important because it shows how these connections are. Again, these parentheses. Um, hold on, let me see. So Rinpoche was showing the importance, again, these parentheses we don't have in the Tibetan, again. So that's a whole teaching um, right there. Uh, so we said resources are connected to generosity. So when we have that quote uh, um, from Nagarjuna's text that says, from generosity comes the enjoyments, from ethics comes happiness, etc., from the... Um, 
from the precious garland text, uh, we see it here explained, uh, and Rimache is explaining it. So we have the resources that are the result of the generos perfection of generosity, a body which uh, you can act with. It's a result of the perfection of ethical discipline. Companions together with whom you act, the result of the perfection of patience, and work which you are able to accomplish once undertaken, which becomes the result of the effort. Um, so it says... Since in many cases those four kinds of excellence alone may themselves become conditions for afflictions, you must not fall under the control of the afflictions, the result of meditative stabilization. As just the four kinds of excellence are not sufficient, you must also distinguish well in regard to what to adopt and what to cast aside, precisely, precisely what things to do and stop doing, the result of the perfection of wisdom. So in order to know what to do, what to, to not do, um, how to view things, uh, you need the perfection of wisdom. You need this intelligence, this study. Otherwise, just as a bamboo or plantain tree dies after giving fruit or a mule dies with pregnancy, you will be destroyed by the four excellences. Um, you will be destroyed by the four excellences. Hold on one second. I don't know if that reads proper. Bam. Rimache, the 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 bu the dondagare the the banana tree then the the jawagare Rimache. Gangisena the injike ken sapodu. Um Banana sheen, the shintu yon, the shigdu. Uh, 358, 358. The shintu. Chushin rangi drepu. No. The banana tree, the tree. Shintu na, mima Okay. Kurum <laughs> Then the Jemena Bamboo Dandrar, the Jemena, the Jitting and you can be Samba Jones and Pentuchibo Yoroa. Nanu Sambi Mazina, what the 
So it's saying that these four excellences, if they, you don't know what to adopt and what to cast aside, uh, you can be destroyed by it. Uh, so it's connected to this as just the four kinds of excellence are not sufficient. You must also distinguish well in regard to what to adopt and what to cast aside, precisely what things to do and stop doing. Otherwise, just as a bamboo or a plantain tree dies after giving fruit or a mule dies with pregnancy, you will be destroyed by the four excellences. So if you don't know what to adopt and what to cast aside, these things will destroy you. Um, so it's necessary to have that wisdom uh, accompanied because it, it also says up here, since in many cases um, the four kinds of excellence alone may themselves become conditions for afflictions. Uh, so that's what the top bar says, um, just to remind, because um, it, I was just reading it as that one sentence alone, and it didn't make any sense to me. Um, but when you compare it and see that the four kinds of excellences, um, you really need to have all of all of these, um, and and know what to cast aside, what to take on, uh, in order to practice these, or they actually become hindrances. Um, they actually become fuel for the afflictions if they aren't uh, practiced in 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 total in 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 total. Uh, okay. Ngai tsampa selpo lason dene the the kabar kasa. Teja lando je ne lando je ne na shinji maluba juji gawa je pon lando na mugu ponja yeba tu shinji maluba ya bi ngai ba je wores juji dubi. Me lever sheba she good as the masheba ina, gentona. Mema the chushin, the mema the chushin, the jibber meba chan the reser. Chushin, chushin, the hugging devil, chabadans, chushin the banana mariba, then jibber chabadan, drume, drume, labada, drub, drutanda with your rotten of poaches on a good run or shin with your other. Then I Okay, so then Rimache is saying the way you could read this is that these four excellence will provide no benefit. You know, that instead of reading it as destroyed, he's saying that if you don't have this what to adopt and what to cast aside, then these four excellences will be of no benefit. No use for you. They will be of no benefit. And then Rimche, Shiro Yuba Yena Santos, Shiro Yuba Yena Santos, Gala Longe Belonge, Longa Longe, you are Longe de Jucares Longe 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 Yena Haji Zombie, Longe de Haji Zombie, Gin de Bimba. De Bimba Shene, Nijibut de Gin de Bimba Shene, Hlayan. And they go on with Sawood and pay there, Chipid and Rulasa. Shiro Yuna, and they were there, and they call Lulon Jupons of a G, Jude the Lansa Paymores, 
The wise understand how these six, the four excellences, control of the afflictions, and knowledge of what to adopt and what to cast aside, are the results of earlier virtuous actions, and they strive again at steadily increasing their causes. The unwise use the results of their earlier accumulations of virtue and exhaust them. As they do not increase them anew, they reach the brink of their future suffering. So uh, they basically, the, those who are wise accumulate more virtue, new virtue. Um, they, they look at, okay, I have enjoyments now. What is the cause of these enjoyments that I have? The cause of the enjoyments that I have currently is generosity. So if I want enjoyments in the future, I need to engage in generosity. The current basis I have is caused by ethics. The happiness in the basis I have is caused by ethics. If I want happiness, then I need ethics. So this increases your virtue more and more because it gives you the, the, the w makes you want to practice based on knowing what uh, the results of these good activities um, are uh, so you know uh, what to do. So someone who is wise practices in this way and increases um, their virtue by accumulating new virtue. The unwise just relax, enjoy their state, uh, and, and enjoy it up to the point of their future suffering. Uh, so basically it's saying that they relax and enjoy themselves up to the day that they can no longer, uh, and then suffering occurs. Um, so it's saying that the unwise use the results of their earlier accumulations of virtue, so their current basis, their current enjoyments, the things that they have, uh, and then just enjoy them, and they don't increase anything new, so they're just heading right to the point when their last day of that enjoyment is and their suffering starts. Okay, Deek Sung So if you, someone is wise, they'll see that all of these things, this resources and body uh, and companions um, uh, and the, the, the work, all of these things that one is able to do is a result of something, is a result of, in these cases, is a result of generosity, is a result of ethical discipline, is a result of patience, is a result of effort. Um, when you, the wise see this, um, then he or she will want to create more, will want to, will, will be inclined to um, engage in more of those things uh, and then become much more virtuous. Uh, so that's the point. Uh, let's see. <coughs> okay, so. So those who don't, those who, Rinpoche is saying, those who are not wise, those who do not have wisdom, if you don't have wisdom, you will use up your resources and use up your, <coughs> use up your opportunity, which, are, which is the fact that you have this basis and have these resources, and just use it up 
until it is no more. The, the, the karma is no longer there to produce it. And then the, the next step is the negative karma because there's not a new uh, propel, nothing to throw, nothing new to throw one into a, a positive state again. There's no propelling force of goodness. So all of these uh, So all of these good things that we have are a result of pre our previous lives actions causing a result. So our previous lives actions cause a result and then we experience these things that we have now. So this is all because of what we did before. So these four things, these four um, kinds of excellence, a Christian person wouldn't say are created the way we do. It would say that God made all of these things. Uh, so this is what we understand, how we understand it. Okay, so that completes um, number two. Mm. 
Then, eh, when you again produce these six, okay, share up mena, the rimbache, the sardu, ne me paper, the share up mena, hasa jinjebu yimbala, lonshu bin share up mena, hasa begola, lonshu, debu zuna grace, satun satuma, then do game what is less so, then, eh? They're not too less so, they're not too less so. Ale, the NGK, the Tambo. Sumba Denas, the Tambo Marita. Ale. Okay. Ale, the Nipa, the NGK, the De Gutsogodu Kakare, that's 359. Nipa, the Detar, Dende. Nipa, Teon, Kala, Longeva, Ponsovaji, Nipa, Nipa. Okay. Okay, Gutsogodu. Okay, uh, so it's saying that uh, number two uh, it starts when you again produce these. Okay, the NG, the truce, the such a true. Uh, when you. Okay. Sardu, the Nipa Gutso. Sardu. Lesser. 
Sardu, Sardu, the Nipa Gutso, Sardu ne Mipepe Puik, the Nipa Gutso. Nipa Deon, Kala Longe, which is Nipas, Deon, Susan Made. Deon. Deon, Kala Longe, Longe, don't jet the jig non domitoro. Deon, Cabiere, Mche, Gonga Mepechi, Gene, Gate Sampangatsu, the lesson. That's where we are. They share a yuna mena. I think we just went to the wrong page in the different book. Rimache. で、よまれ。で、さ。で、なっちんがち。で、ね。ポンズロジェサ。で、ヤン。オッケー、350。で、ロジェバトジェドロジェ。カンラロンシュエバ、ロンシュエビテ。ロンシュエビコロ。でね
uh, will not be causeless or from discordant causes, but rather from concordant causes that are the perfections, fixed as six in number. Therefore, in this lifetime, you must repeatedly habituate yourself to constant reliance on the six perfections, because the superiority of the effects is commensurate to the superiority of the causes. A life with the four excellences constitutes temporary high status, whereas the ultimate high status, which constitutes consists of ultimate excellence of body, etc., exists at the Buddha level. Uh, and then there's a quote, thus the ornament for the uh, Mahayana Sutra says. Um, so we find all these quotes from the ornament for Mahayana Sutras. Um, and then I found also, uh, um, if um, you find at the end here, it, it says that um, these other assertions uh, about the non-main topics were uh, presented by Hari Bhadra in his long explanation of the Perfection of Wisdom Sutra in 8,000 lines. So that's just from before when we said those two categories. Uh, those that was the Hari Bhadra text. But this is uh, focused on the Dodogen, the uh, Maitreya's um, ornament for clear uh, realization. So if in order to have the six perfections practice in your life now, you have to have had a previous practice or familiarity with it. And that's why it's saying that it's so important to have this practice in this lifetime because causes and results are concordant. Results are concordant with their causes. Um, so wisdom produces wisdom. Six perfections produce six perfections. Uh, so this insight is not produced from nothing. It's co from constant habituation with it, uh, with familiarization, habituation, uh, which is gom. Um, and it says that if you have excellent causes, you will have an excellent result. If you have weak causes, you will have a weak result. Uh, so here it's showing how um, the, the ultimate high status is Buddhahood. Um, these temporary high statuses um, can be created in this way, um, but your results will be dependent upon the potency of your causes. Um, so that's the meaning of that. Rimche ngatsu karma nga yure dene de. What the shiru de? And the danger with dalice or is material jibamar. Dalmai, jelimi, daje, jelijiwa de, rajuba meshimarba, jelijiwa, ranju, dalmai, jelimi, nile, nikalijiwa, de jibuba marba, jibuba. Jibopa su. Jibu, maramba jindu, two jin. Oh, okay, tuche, jane. Jero. So the reason that uh, we have all of these um, uh, negations um, is we're negating the way that thing could arise um, in a, a way other than we're saying through dependent origination. So according to the ancient school called the enumerators, the Samkhya school, they say that things arise from themselves, uh, that the result is in the cause. Uh, so that's the uh, um, Samkhya school's view, which most of yoga traditions um, follow the Samkhya view, or many yoga traditions follow the Samkhya view. Uh, the idea that things are created from other are used to negate the uh, middle way autonomy school within Buddhism, the Ranjupi, the Zhen, la Jewa, Ranju, uh, to, uh, to negate the... Uh, the um, um, autonomy schools view that things are created from other. Also, uh, then we also, the, the third, the Jain tradition uh, states that things are created by both, uh, created by self and other, a combination of self and other, and this is how they are. This is how they arise. 
So, uh, meaning like, how do they abide? How do they exist? So, is there a substantially existent self, other, both? And then the last, so that's to negate the Jane's view. And then the last is those who say they arise from nothing. And that's to get rid of the nihilist view. Um, so there are, uh, there are f- these four ways things could arise um, other than through dependent origination, through self, through other, combination of both, or causeless. And all of these are negated by the correct view of emptiness. Okay, do so. Uh, and then, uh, then also, when we were to say that uh, God created it, it wouldn't be concordant with the result. If we say God created these, this perfect being created these things. Buddhists say that things come from concordant things. Con- our practice of the six perfections now comes from practice of the six perfections. Less so. The same. A mango tree produces mango fruit. It doesn't produce a different kind of fruit. This is what you need to think about. (laughs) That's it. Uh, So we'll do the concluding mandala offering dedication prayer. Thank you, everyone. And then I will have to cruise out of here. We'll bring Rinpoche down. Uh, How am I going to do this? Um, Can we do this thing like real before Rinpoche goes? We always do. Before Rinpoche goes, we'll record, okay? Okay, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. I'm going to go make tacos. I do, it's true. Uh, Last two pages of the book. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well, with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Abhulgateshvara, Tenzin Yatso, may stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rinpoche Gutsi Shapi Denonang.